Welcome to the Young and Ambitious Podcast, a podcast for ambitious young people who want to master their mindset, launch a business, and make their dream life. I'm your host, Nika Molini. I am the positivity boss and Gen Z's personal growth coach. I help young people get clear on their goals and design a life they love through working on their mindset and implementing successful personal growth strategies. Let's get right into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Young and Ambitious podcast. Today, we have Richard Kim with us, who is a tech marketer and the director of the Gen Z Foundation, and overall, a very nice and genuine guy. So welcome. I love that. Thank you, Nika. Um, I'll start off by telling my story. So I I started in in marketing when I was uh, 17 or 18. I started um, storyboarding, advertising videos, storyboarding, meaning, um, writing out the, the scenes and content and the story that we're trying to tell. Uh, I started from there and then went off to do a bunch of other marketing gigs and then, uh, had my first big break in Pacific Hyperloop, which was, uh, a Seattle and Portland's, uh, Hyperloop one team. At that time it was Hyperloop one, not version Hyperloop one, like it is now. Uh, and then that was a big break because uh, we reached millions uh, of people in Seattle and Portland. We were in every news channel and website. Uh, I remember my mom talking to me because uh, I was on uh, like this Korean news magazine because, you know, me being Korean and, and a big project. Uh, and then do- doing that, uh, it basically our team didn't go to the next round for various reasons. Uh, and then... I started working on a company with chatbots and voice. And through that work, I got to work with uh, different executives and VPs in in really large companies like Microsoft and Oracle uh, and did also a really good job there, but never really felt the satisfaction, like the fulfillment factor. Um, So started doing more nonprofit and humanitarian work. And that's where I am, where I am. That's how I am, where I am today uh, with the Gen Z foundation. Basically we work with, uh, the mission is to Im- mobilize Gen Z to solve the world's largest humanitarian problems, um, usually with uh, you know social media awareness and fundraising campaigns. So we work with influencers and content creators. Uh, the, the most recent project we did was with the Yemen Foundation, where we raised over twenty-one thousand dollars in three weeks, um, which is enough to which I mean which will feed seven hundred families in Yemen uh, who are facing famine. And uh, it was with zero marketing spend. And uh, yeah, so we just planning to do more work like that uh, across the world, not just in the U.S. Damn, how did you pull off $21,000 in three weeks? Uh, so yeah, so it's just influencer marketing and a bunch of content marketing. So uh, it, it really depends on, on the influencer, right? So it, our influencer was being uh, the director uh, of Yemen Foundation, Aisha, and myself, actually. Um, and yeah, we had a bunch of content and a really good story to tell. And we had a past email list and it's actually not even done yet. We have, it's the end of June. So we have a few more days left. Okay. So this is like happening right now. Yeah. It's, it's happening right now as we speak. I can send you the, uh, the link, but $30 feeds a family of five for a month in Yemen. And uh, there's been a war going on the past five years with Yemen and Saudi Arabia um, over it's p- very, very political. Uh, and 
there are 23 million people facing famine uh, right now, and it's the largest humanitarian crisis. Right. So why did you choose that particular cause? Yeah. So, um, the, the, yeah, there were, there were a few reasons. One is uh, I, I, I know the director and it was just very, very uh, serendipitously. Um, it, yeah, very intentionally we, we met and I, I believe in her and her cause. Uh, and I wanted to do something that was more global um, because I, I worked on uh, regional ones. Um, so yeah, it was it was great experience, uh, great cause, and um, it's it's pretty crazy what's going on there. So yeah, nice. That's awesome. And what are your goals with that, like long term? With the Gen Z Foundation or Yemen Foundation? Um, both. Yeah. So with the Yemen Foundation, uh, is is to continue doing that work and bringing more influencers and content creators on board. Uh, there's things on couple levels. One is obviously the humanitarian aspect of, okay, um, because they're getting, like the hospitals are getting bombed, uh, like water centers are getting bombed, schools are getting bombed. So the humanitarian aspect is, yeah, let, let's, let's go help these people, right? Because there are cholera outbreaks, because there's no clean water. People with cancer can't be treated because there is no treatment that can go in there because it's blockaded um, with some U.S. military as well. So it's very political as well. Um, so yeah, basically, I, you know, ending wars. That's, that's like, I don't see that as, I, I, I see that as an achievable uh, mission. And with the Gen Z Foundation, uh, oh yeah, so with the, sorry, with the Yemen Foundation, yeah, uh, and ending the war, um, and also, you know, helping those who are, who are really affected by it. Like, think about a generation. Um, I mean, let's just say this war lasts seven years. Um, think about how much damage seven years can do, right? Like seven years, people can't go to school for seven years. People didn't get treatment for seven years. People, um, couldn't get access to food for seven years. They built resentment towards surrounding countries, right? Just like think about all the damage that does and how much repairing and, and loving and, and, um, yeah, like rejuvenation it takes to build that country up again. Mm-hmm. Totally makes uh, sense. Yeah, and it's just like, I don't know, like wars are just just so much damage. And uh, yeah, and, and secondly, for the Gen Z Foundation, um, we're, we're doing a huge Seattle event as a kickoff. We have 16 speakers uh, ranging anywhere from like LinkedIn and Instagram influencers to people from the Gates Foundation. So it's going to be fantastic. We're planning to do these across the globe. Um, yeah, just working on more humanitarian campaigns. We have had uh, very, very cool people, um, organizations uh, express interest, some of them being the UN in Nigeria. Um, so it just, the, the, you know, the fight continues. That's really exciting. And do you think like Gen Z is really well positioned to make this kind of like positive impact on the world? Yeah, absolutely. I think we are the most well positioned. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, I was a, I'm a mentor for UW Kinspire, University of Washington Kinspire, which um, they, they basically work with orphans in India 
um, to give them education opportunities. And in one day, um, in like a 30, 40% hackathon, um, there were so many solutions. Like one of them, a student created a system where um, students in India can can pronounce words and get a grade in return, a metric in return on how well they pronounced it. Because for a lot of these students um, in, in the orphanages in India, um, being a good English speaker is, 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 a, is a clear road, or I mean, at least a, a good skill set for employment. So she created that in one day using Microsoft speech tools. Um, and obviously she's a talented student, but had, there has been no generation where they had the type of media power and media influence that we have today, coupled with the technological ad- adaptability, right? No, we, no, one, mm-hmm. no generation grew up with an Amazon Alexa and a YouTube um, where YouTube not meaning just consumption for media, but YouTube, people using YouTube to learn how to, how right. to create stuff. We also work with the Technology Access Foundation and uh, for um, their engineering class, this, this uh, I think ninth grader learned how to create a guitar using a 3D printer. And the cool thing is he learned it, uh, how to make it using YouTube. Nothing more, nothing less, just YouTube. So that's the kind of generation we're dealing with. And we are absolutely well positioned um, to make this kind of change. The only, the uh, only thing that we would have to combat is, um, is the cultural aspect of it. Meaning, um, you know, I, I think some terms like keyboard activists come up, but um, because things come to us very easily is how, we, how resilient can we be? Or, um, mm-hmm. but you know, honestly, that's, 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 you know, I don't think that's well-founded. We are the best uh, generation positioned to make this kind of change. Mm-hmm. I think that was really beautifully said. <clears throat> so thank you for saying that. So let's get a little bit deeper into like your own story um, because this is a podcast all about Gen Z and their personal growth journey. So tell us a little bit more about like your entrepreneurial journey. Oh man, um, my entrepreneurial journey. So Nika, like what, what does it mean to you to be an entrepreneur? Like what's the definition and I'll, and I'll curate it around that. <laughs> so you're turning it back to me, eh? Yeah, I just, I just um, want to know like, a few words. Yeah, hit me. <clears throat> well, I think it's, you know, having a passion to solve a problem and then creating something that solves that problem, whether it, it actually is like a for-profit business or like a different type of solution. I think in broad terms, it's like creating something that brings value to the world. Okay. So like you said problem solving? Uh, bringing value to the world. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, add. Okay. The reason I, you know, I had to write. Um, I had to write a um, a cover letter for a position in the Gates Foundation. Just, just, uh, just today, actually, and I got to find out. Yeah, I got to really reflect on my journey and find out why I am doing what I am today, like why I left my technology positions to come here. 
And it really dates to how I, how I was brought up. My grandparents raised me and um, they were the kindest, most generous people ever. Um, they shaped me more than I could ever imagine. Um, I'll give you an example. Like my grandpa, uh, he was, he always took cash out with him. Uh, whenever, wherever we went, he always took cash out to, to give to people, um, whether it's in the subway or in the streets, um, people, you know, like whether it's someone who's homeless or, um, who just doesn't have a, yeah, just who people in need, he would always give, uh, with honor and respect, nothing with like sympathy. And, and he was also um, the South Korean Marine Corps general. Um, and he was just the kindest man with, with tons of respect and honor in, in helping other people. And uh, since then, like I've went on tons of different uh, mission trips or uh, these trips where I get to serve and protect just like my grandpa did. And, um, yeah, like entrepreneurial journey wise. Um, I never really had a, a, a need to sell. I think I came from a very privileged background. Um, I didn't have a, yeah, I didn't have a huge lack of anything. Um, I think it just comes from my desire to, um, to see what's missing in the world and yeah and just um comparing that to the vision that i have uh and just making my vision happen for example i think one thing that doesn't exist right now is um yeah gen z coming together and working on humanitarian issues right uh, mm -hmm. i just don't see anything like that so that's why i created gen z foundation and continue to work on that because i believe um that we 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 can end famine we can end wars um with all the things that you know that we've been um that we've been blessed with so that's that's kind of my entrepreneurial journey i love it that's so awesome um and like what would you say were some challenges that you had to go through in that journey and like in the journey of creating your own events and basically like following your dreams. What were some of the, like the personal growth challenges you went through? Yeah. Um, I think, uh, two come into mind. Um, one of them is not knowing who I was or I mean who I am. Uh, here's, here's what I mean. When I was 17, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know who I was and I didn't know what my skill sets were. A lot of it, a lot of this is around strengths. I didn't know what my strengths really were. I knew that I was good with people. I knew that um, I was really creative and all of that stuff, but I didn't know. So I had this philosophy, right? It's called self-discovery through experimentation. Basically means I have to try a whole lot of stuff and see whether I like it or not or whether I'm good at it or not. So, now, what's the challenge in doing that? The challenge is, is being really proactive and, um, and being willing to accept criticism from other people and still continuing. Um, why would I receive, I, I, I receive tons of criticism. They're like, oh, Rich, like you, do, you do one thing and then like you don't do it next week, right? They're like, oh, like you tried this and now you're trying that. 
tons of criticism about that because I tried so many different things in marketing. Um, I, I can confidently say that I've done everything in marketing from paid advertising to the creative to the landing pages. Um, and I feel like every marketer has done that. Um, but anyways, and to the analytics and to even the HTML, CSS. Um, so uh, that was number one, right? Not knowing, not f figuring out my strengths and going through a whole trial and error phase to do that. And number two is um, kind of like the self-confidence, self-worth um, aspect, which is the, the mental aspect of, okay, I'm not going to compare myself to other people um, because I'm on my own path and I feel comfortable and safe and fulfilled on my own path. I feel aligned with who I am and my direction and my values and the work that I do and the people that I'm with, I feel aligned. And that's where I am today. Um, a year ago, I was not. So that took a lot of like spiritual understanding and, and spiritual, spiritually seeking uh, behavior. Um, and I'm very glad to say that I am aligned with who I am today. I know what my strengths are. Does not, and I know what my weaknesses are and what my insecurities are too. And I'm working on them as we speak. Um, but more than ever, I feel more aligned. I feel richer than I've ever been. Um, and I'm just more filled with gratitude than I've ever been, especially because of the work that I do and the people that I surround myself with. Right. So tell us more about that. Like, what did it take for you to really get in touch with like your spirituality and like start to practice gratitude and really have that mindset shift? Yeah. Um, what did it take for me to, yeah, so I, I grew up Christian. Um, I went to a Christian international school in Seoul, South Korea for 10 years from kindergarten to my freshman year. Uh, so like we had chapel, Bible study, all of that. Like our school had, had a chapel and we had chapel as like fourth period or something every Thursday. And we had Bible as a class. So we'd study the Bible and memorize verses. Uh, and I went to um, church but I definitely was not spiritual at the time I was because I didn't get it none of it was real to me uh, and then when I came to the states in my sophomore in high school um, probably when I was like 15 um, that's when I completely turned away from anything faith related or spirituality related so I did a whole bunch of drugs partying um, just all the vices that you could think of, I have done uh, in, in, in the time period. So I was gone from that for like six, seven years. Um, and then just most recently, um, like three, four months ago, I came back. And it took a lot of ups and downs for me to, cut, for me to get here. Uh, everything, was, everything was meant to be, meant to happen. Um, and yeah, now I, I, every chance I get to go to Bible study or, or meet with a pastor or um, connect with my faith in a, in a religious level, I take that opportunity. Um, yeah, and I just try to be, um, try to be, try to be, uh, try to do what God wants me to do as much as possible and try to be what, try to be who God wants me to be. 
Right. So what happened three months ago then to like spark oh, that change in you? Oh man. Um, <laughs> We're getting really deep. <laughs> what happened? Okay. So I've always been spiritually seeking. Um, I've like learned about Buddhism, Hinduism. Um, yeah. And I had a couple really intense experiences, like spiritual experiences. Um, and I've always sought after them. And I had one three, like three months ago. I mean, like, like not even three, sorry. It's like six months ago now. I've been saying three months ago for the past three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like six months ago, like right around December, January. Um, but yeah, I think... I think I, I was at a dark place. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was at a dark place. Like, I was extremely unhappy with my life. You know, I thought I had all the things that I wanted, but I was still so unhappy and unfulfilled. Uh, and that's when I started reaching out to God. And I was like, ah, you know, like, I, I, like God, I need you. I need this. I, I, need, um, I, I need to feel alive. I need to, like, I really, really want to be happy. Um, and then that was like a slow turning back to God. And, uh, so I hadn't gone to like church or anything for years, like since, like, since I left. Right. So that's since I left soul, like really. So I had a lot of barriers against that too, against going to church or uh, anything, because I couldn't accept the fact, well, one, it was just so boring to go to church usually. And two, it just, I loved, I saw God in people who were practicing Buddhism or Hinduism or, 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 um, or is Muslim. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I saw that in Muslims too, right? Um, people who are practicing Islam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I just couldn't accept like, some facts around me committing to one religion, but now I'm at a much different place where, um, where, yeah, like I am a Christian but I, I, I love Muslims and I respect um, their religion and their faith and their relationship with God. Uh, it's, it's very, very inclusive and, and, uh, and even, what's that word? Acknowledging. It's, it's me saying, it's me acknowledging um, Aisha, who's like a terrific mentor of mine. She's Muslim. And it's me acknowledging that, hey, I, I recognize that, that you have your own relationship with God and I don't know, uh, and I'm not one to judge uh, or, or to discern. You are that for yourself and God is that for you. That's, and I, yeah, just saying like, I, I, I respect it. I acknowledge, I acknowledge it. Uh, I'm not saying that, that Christianity is like the only way to God. Right? There are different ways. And the most beautiful thing happened actually a month ago, um, Aisha had a, a, a dinner uh, and for iftars, uh, which iftars is like um, breaking fast. I think that's what it means, right? Like, um, anyways, during Ramadan. And we had a big dinner party and there were people from all religions, Hinduism, um, Islam, uh, the Jewish faith, Judaism and Christianity, and Buddhism. Uh, and it was so cool because after the sun went down, 
Aisha invited every one of us from each religion to, to pray and to give thanks to God. And that was the coolest experience ever. I got to pray for my faith and it was just an amazing experience and, and a testament to what the world can look like if, if, we, if, we truly, um, if we truly came from a place of love for God and for each other. Wow. That's beautiful. It's so beautiful. <laughs> it is very beautiful. So do you think that's kind of the key that our generation has as well? It's like being accepting of all these other religions and maybe because we've grown up in this digital age and been exposed to all these different people, like that's going to help us in terms of being more tolerant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I think we've been exposed to a whole lot. And so we are, are more tolerant of it. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I, I, I think this is where stuff gets tricky too. It's, I mean, I, this is, yeah, th that question is, is so beyond me though. I, I, I don't have the answers to that, but yeah, we, I think we are more tolerant and we are free thinkers. Uh, I mean, I don't want to generalize, but uh, I think we have more of an opportunity to think freely because we have so much access to different types of information. Um, yeah, I'm honestly really, I'm really curious to see um, where we're going to end up as a culture. But uh, I see us as, 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 as the most uh, open-minded culture, for sure. Open-minded, yes. Now, what we do with that, with that open-mindedness, I think that's where the uh, the real uh, debate or work needs to be done. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I totally agree with what you're saying. For sure. So I guess along those lines in terms of like, like what, um, what type of things like other people should do, I guess. <laughs> okay, that's a bad way to put it. Um, but like kind of along the lines of like, what type of advice you would have for other young people um if you were like going back in time to give advice to your younger self what would you say yeah no okay so number one is is seek god seek god whether you're buddhist uh hindu muslim uh christian or, or whatever faith that you're next to seek God, um, and the rest will follow. <laughs> I, yeah, that, that's, I, honestly, that's, that's the, that's my number one advice. And, um, I don't want to make this like too religious or spiritual, like this podcast, but, uh, that's my number one. And that's what, that's, that's why I am the way I am today. That's why I've had all the successes that I have today. Uh, and that's why I'll continue to, um, to be even more. So that's, that's number one. And then, uh, yeah. And then the, number two, like figure out who you are, figure out what you like, what you don't like, figure out what your values are. Um, and that can only come from, uh, trial and error and, uh, yeah, just very, some very intentional experimenting. Um, 
But once again, if you have number one right, everything else will follow. What are your tips for intentional experimenting? Yeah, intentional experimenting. Um, yeah, write, 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 write a list of all the things that you think you like. I mean, especially if you're younger, write a list of all the things that you think you like to do um, or you think you might like to do and start reaching out to those people. Um, you, you know, ask for coffee, sit down with them uh, and uh, try to do as many job shadowings or, or, or um, little projects for them as much as possible. Um, and really figure out uh, and, and hang around with good people. Good meaning, look at their character, right? Do they have high integrity? Uh, are, they, are they honest people? Are they generous people? Are they kind? Are they loving? Are they truthful? Um, uh, do they say what they're, do they say what they're, do they say what they say they're going to do? Wait, no, no, it's do they do what they say they're going to do? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Are they feel, are they full of love and light? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I, in my career, I have early on in my life, I have, I've, I tried, uh, following people that were cool, meaning, um, people with Lamborghinis, people with Ferraris. I'd be like, Oh my gosh, your car is so cool. What do you do for work? Can I, can I like intern for you? Can I work for you? Whatever. Right. That, all that, all that shit does not matter. Um, that like, I re that really doesn't matter. Like, I don't think Bill Gates is going around in a, in a Ferrari or a Lambo. He, he, he's not. And not saying that those things are bad, but like, don't let those things be why you're, why you're searching um, for mentorship or don't let that be the metric for success uh, of the people that you're going to follow. Um, make the metric be something much more uh, internal and, and, um, and meaningful, right? Like, does that person look like that person's genuinely fulfilled? And happy with that person's life does that person have great relationships with other person does that person uh, have a great great marriage family relationships with other people is that person so filled with joy um, that that person is exploding with generosity right is that person humble how does that person treat other people like those are the questions that that you should be asking not not like what is that person wearing what is that person driving and what is that person you know, like, who is that person dating? You know, like, that kind of stuff is just, um, is just really uh, surface level. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. I feel like you're, like, an older brother giving advice <laughs> to his younger brother, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's, how, that's what I feel like. I mean, I, yeah, that's, that's, this, is, this is what I usually say. And mm -hmm. this is exactly what I have done with my life. That's the only reason I'm saying this. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't done that before, which is why I know the difference in the quality of life. I will tell you this. I have had zero drama. Okay, not zero. I can't say zero. Like, like rare, rare occasions of drama in my life where someone betrayed someone or like me getting, like me, someone stabbing me in the back or like someone saying crap about me. I haven't had that in years because I've changed that. When I do business with people, I don't fear that they're going to screw me or, over or I don't fear that uh, I'm going to get the worst end of the stick or s whatever that may be. When people say business is just business, 
That's not true, guys. Business is not just business. Uh, and that depends who you do business with, obviously. Uh, who I do business with, that's, that's absolutely not true. Um, business is a reflection of your personal values. So if you're super cut, if people are like you're super cutthroat and et cetera, et cetera, um, and then that's how they are in, in real life and with their personal relationships too. And if, if, you know, if that's how you want, um, yeah. And if you want that kind of, yeah, but obviously I don't want to generalize. Um, obviously this looks very different in enterprise than it does in, in smaller projects, but, um, no, I yeah. think, I think what you're saying makes complete sense. And it's really good advice. And like, I would say the same thing. Like I myself have also been really intentional with who I surround myself with and who I do business with. I, I would say like the exact same results um, that I've had as well. So awesome. I think that's like a perfect place to wrap this up. So if people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, uh, just follow me on LinkedIn or go to my uh, website, genzfoundation.org. Um, yeah. And if, if let's just say you have, um, you have a heart to serve, um, to serve those who are less fortunate than you are. Um, and you have a gift, um, and you, or maybe you don't even know your gift, but you have a huge heart and you want to serve. Um, and you know, that's what you want to do. Reach out. Um, we'll find something. We'll get on a call or, or, or whatever it may be for you to, um, you know, for you to be fulfilled in your service. So uh, that's, that's number one. Um, if you don't have a heart to serve <laughs> or if you don't care about that kind of stuff, uh, we're just not a good fit for each other. Mm, I love that. Awesome. Great. So yeah, uh, if you are listening and you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag at I'm Rich Kim and at Nico Malini and at the Positivity Boss on your Instagram story and make sure to leave us a five-star review. And if you want a community full of people who are young and ambitious and service-oriented, make sure to check out the Young Bosses Collective Facebook group on Facebook. And that is all. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Young and Ambitious Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get this out there and impacting more lives. Now, make sure to also take a screenshot and tag at Nika Moini and at The Positivity Boss on your podcast. And make sure to join the Young Bosses Collective Facebook group where we have a community of young, ambitious people all supporting each other. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time. Bye.